This is a player, Zahu would obviously be a player. The issues to be resolved are to do with the legitimate crisis and the issue of reforms and taking our country on a shared path to a future that we are all agreed upon. Not this business of Mnangagwa telling you that you have vision 2030. Your own vision is not a national vision. Zanu's vision is not a national vision. So don't lie to people that you have a national vision. It's a hallucination if it is not shared. So, yes, to dialogue, Mr. Mnangagwa has spanned the offer by President Becky to mediate between the two of us and to mediate between ZANPF and MDC. And I have to tell the National Council, which is the supreme decision-making board of the party, to say that we have tried this route, but we, we are not having our goodwill gesture being reciprocated. <coughs> they have the audacity to say they will not uh, have another platform outside dialogue. We must also boldly state that there will be no genuine dialogue outside a credible dialogue process between ZANU-PF and MDC. The rest is a waste of time, a sideshow, a public relations exercise to hoodwink the international community and the people of Zimbabwe that something is happening and that people are talking, when in fact it's not dialogue but monologue. I hope I've answered you. Welcome, welcome to the 18th episode of the Revolutionary Star Season 2 for the year 2021. We are here right now broadcasting live and direct from Arari Zimbabwe to the comfort of wherever you are right now in our global world. Today, today, comrades, is Sunday, the 29th of August, 2021. And today we are going to be talking about the MDC Alliance Smart Pledge versus Vision 2030. Did ZANU-PF actually copy and paste what they're actually doing right now with their Vision 2030 from Nelson Chamisa's MDC Alliance Smart Pledge? So... Let's see where we got this from before we even get into all the, the intricate details. Last week, and I know it was a boring topic, you really didn't want us to talk about it, we were discussing Vision 2030 in our previous podcast. So we had to make a follow-up subsequent podcast where we actually try and discuss about whether or not Vision 2030 and Alliance Smart Pledge uh, actually are intended or whether they have got differences between the two of them, right? So this is what our actual podcast this week is we are following up from the previous podcast that had been there before we want to know whether or not it was copy and paste by zanu pf when it came to mdc alliances smart place from the 2018 elections that were held because we have in some quarters of the mdc who are claiming that the government has just been copying and pasting so most of the successes that they've had are based on mdc alliances smart pledge uh, that they had and they ran as a campaign manifesto for uh Chinjamaitiro MTC Nelson Chamisa 2018 election. We want to find out if that is true. If it is true, then we want to get deeper into it and figure out exactly where and which parts of it was true. Again, I know comments, but we got to get this podcast done. I know you think this stuff is boring. It's dense. But these are the political bickerings and the policy tinkering that go on behind the scenes. So we want to actually see you the, do these two documents actually match up. Vision 2030 is actually just the economic part of the People's Manifesto that uh, E.D. Mnangagwa ran for 2018. So basically, we are comparing uh, People's Manifesto vis-a-vis -vis, uh, versus the MDC 
smart pledge manifest that's pretty much what we're doing vision 2030 is just the economic aspect out of the people's manifesto that was ran by idim nangaga for the year 2018 so this is what we're trying to do we're trying to get down into the nitty-gritty figure out all right not actually the nitty-gritty but general overview copy and paste was just copying the handbook from the mdc alliance smart place like what mdc uh, claims they did in 2013 is this actually true a blueprint to address the economic problems in zimbabwe in a country that was once the breadbasket of the region the official gdp we've only said is 18 billion as of this year but actually is bigger. It is 25.8 billion. So our economy is bigger than we think. It also means that our per capita income is not what we thought. It is our per capita income is of the order of 1,500 in terms of GDP per capita. Yeah, this means that we are, we are if, even as things are, uh, as my colleague was saying, things being tough as they are, uh, we, we, can, we, can, we can see that this middle income status is, is achievable. It means that we're already uh, technically at a lower middle income uh, country status. We're no, we're no longer a, a poor country, a low income country, that, that's phrase, low income country, but already lower middle income. And it should be easier for us to get to upper middle income. So to repeat, the current GDP that is it was always being inflated was 18 billion but actually the the true one is about 20, 25.8 billion this is 2018 for 2019 we expect it to be at a 29 billion i'm rounding off for 2020 we expect it to be at a, 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 a 32.8 billion so so i wanted to say this again the economy is bigger than we thought. I still think that this is an under-measurement, given the informalization of the economy, but this is what we can measure. The issue of rebasing our GDP, by the way, is not new. We've done that in the past, uh, many times, three times in the past. The minister is confident the economy will recover. We need to stop the bleeding. I'm, I'm faced with a bleeding patient. We stop the bleeding. And this is uh, one way to, to do that. Uh, uh, secondly, we, we cannot do this without pain. My view is that the more pain we take at the beginning, in the first year or two, after that we stabilize our macroeconomy. Uh, after that we all be happy that we, we took the pain together as a nation at this stage uh, and we go forward. Let me say this. People don't realize that they are already indirectly paying for the weak economy that we are faced with. It's not direct, it's indirect. All we are doing now is together uh, fixing it by doing some sacrifice uh, to do that. That's what we are doing. So that, that as a preamble is how I, 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 think, I think about this. But secondly, it's true that the economy has been informalized, but also uh, 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 thanks to, to the mobile telephone companies and the banking system, the, 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 that has been deepening on the use of electronic money. So you find that measures... From that 2018, vision 2030. 
has always been a ZANU-PF tenant, regardless. It's also been on how the use of the land and the productivity of the land, the issuance of security of tenure documents to beneficiaries of the land in order to allow for them long-term security of tenure. Basically, my offer letter, can you collateralize those offer letters or is it going to be title deeds? They've also been strictly on wider access to land being achieved through right sizing of farms and elimination of multiple multiple farm ownership this was in the people's manifesto and then from the people's manifesto it went on the vision 2030 it's also been infrastructure has been in in the vision 2030 which we discussed last week and corruption has also been another issue as well re-engagement has been another issue as well so what we want to know is let's compare that with mdc alliance mdc alliance came up with smart pledge smart pledge stands for sustainable and modernization agenda for real transformation it's a smart pledge so they basically they are pledging that they are going to have something that is a sustainable and modernization agenda for real transformation this is what uh, nelson chamisa and mdc alliance ran on 2018 right and they are currently the ones who are saying that this is some of the successes that ZANU-PF has is because they copied what they did in their smart pledge, right? So we want to see that, is this true? Does this actually uh, uh, jive with what was in the manifesto, people's manifesto, because people's manifesto ended up becoming Vision 2030, but Vision 2030 was just the operalization of, of people's manifesto. We want to know whether or not this is true. MDC Alliance, for example, in their sustainable modernization agenda, for real transformation document, which we are just going to call smart from now on. No my spaghetti roads, my chichichi garage tower. So we're just going to call it smart from now on. But again, just for you to know, smart stands for sustainable and modernization agenda for real transformation. That's what smart stands for. In smart, they are actually saying that they wanted an agenda for democratic development, right? They wanted social economic transformation that would end up creating prosperity and equal opportunities for all Zimbabweans. So again, that matches with what we had already told you about um, uh, uh, MDC Alliance and its birth, birthright, that this is a social democratic party. So these are ethos that they already understand. They are uh, more in the line of a socialist type of a party that is based from like a Netherlands, uh, Dutch, uh, Switzerland, uh, Germany, for example. Those are some of the the views, political views that they would hold when they're coming up with a document. So this is what they themselves believe that they are supposed to be doing. To be real fight, the first thing is macroeconomic stability and sound governance of the economy. The second one is industrialization, productivity, foreign direct investment, savings, and competitiveness. 
The third one is agro-industrial transformation. The fourth one is mining and beneficiation. And the last one is gross capital formation or the infrastructure transformation of our country. When President Chamisa assumes office on the 1st of August 2018, and before we go and embark in the full agenda and full implementation of our economic program, we have to deal with the mischief created by ZANU-PF uh, in the last five years. Economy Yawondomoka, so Pachatoda, an emergency stabilization program to deal and to return the economy back to stabilization before we move uh, forward. So we propose the implementation of the Zimbabwe Emergency Economic Rescue Program. We propose the implementation of the Zimbabwe uh, Emergency Economic Rescue Program that will deal with the, the challenges of economic disequilibrium brought by Patrick Chinamasa and Zanubia. The key components uh, of ZEP are the following. Number one, fiscal consolidation. ZANU is running and operating on the basis of a fiscal deficit, which is now 30% of GDP. Number two is an urgent solution to the cash crisis in the Chataura Nefrasho, Number three is building capacity on revenue management and strengthening public finance management systems. Number four is expediting uh, reform of state-owned enterprises. Number five, and very important, we intend to hold an international conference, which we are going to call the Zimbabwe Economic Recovery Conference, to seek and to talk to the international community on the recovery, finance, financing of our recovery program. Next is dealing with the leakages in the mining sector, in particular diamonds. So we propose the enactment in the context of the Zimbabwe Emergency Rescue Plan. We, we propose the enactment of a new Diamond Act. Everyone knows that more than 15 billion US dollars worth of diamonds was stolen in this country. We propose a brand new Mines and Minerals Act. We propose joining the Extractive Industry Transparency Initiative so that we can see we take and then lastly, we propose to strengthen our position in the Kimberley process. The Kimberley process certification scheme, So, in short, our Zimbabwe emergency rescue plan, which is necessary to coordinate Kupisa, Rumbra, Wesanupir, Wahitwa, in the last So, what exactly was or is the smart pledge that they gave to the people of Zimbabwe, right? When they decided to run in 2018, well, they were running on five things. And these five things is what they decided to term the five pillars of what smart pledge to the people of Zimbabwe were based on. And these smart things were number one, it was governance, nation building and consensus state. That was number one. They wanted to make sure that there was good governance, there's good nation building and consensus state. I'm, I'm sorry. Whenever we hear nation building, Tongo Funga regime change. No, my buzzwords that I got in our previous podcast, 
nation building, state building. That just sounds like a U.S. handler was right there from the State Department when they were coming up with this manifesto. But anyway, let's move on. So that was one, governance, nation building, and consensus state. Number two, sustainable, shared, and inclusive economy. Number three was citizens' rights, interests, and protection. Number four was social justice and delivery. Number five was reconstruction and remodeling of the country's infrastructure. So those were the five things. Basically, uh, nation building, uh, good economy, interests and uh, citizen rights, social justice and uh, service delivery, and then reconstruction and the infrastructure. Those were the five things, right? Right off the bat, to satisfy any further, people's manifesto had the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Maybe Bawai Siana with the, the smart pledge was on social justice and delivery. Ipapo, the people's manifesto really didn't touch that much. Infrastructure, it touches. Citizens' rights, interest protection, it, touch, it touches. Actually, in the people's manifesto of 2018, which later on became Vision 2030, uh, their answer to smart citizen rights and interest protection was that they wanted to make sure that the president's office was not involved in the day-to-day runnings of the government or the people. Like it was time, Yamugabe. We all know this. That hasn't... He put a stop to that. I know a lot of people don't like giving this data his props, but he put a lot to that. President's office would step into my tender processes, don't step into police station or whatever. That stopped. So infrastructure, citizens' rights, interest and protection, shared and inclusive economy. So out of the five pillars that the smart pledge pledges, three of them are spoken or talked about or highlighted in the 2018 People's Manifesto from the ZANU-PF side, right? However, we want to go deeper. How was the MDC Alliance actually thinking that they would be able to focus on these areas and actually get them done? They thought that they would focus on areas such as uh, uh, restructuring and resizing the government, which ED has done or is currently doing, restoration of the rule of law and respect for property rights. Ipapo, uh, government has been slacking. Uh, it really hasn't been on point with that. I know, for example, this uh, smart pledge, uh, they wanted title deeds for landowners. So the farmers, get rid of the farm owners' the offer letters in my 99-year lease and give them title deeds. Strengthen my property rights so that we can actually encourage uh, foreign investment. They were more radical than ZANU-PF when it came to restoration of rule of law and uh, respect for property rights. They were very hard for that, which is very surprising from a social democratic party. But uh, they were actually more... We actually agree with them when it comes to respect of property rights and so forth because the ED uh, administration has not been as hard or full throttle on that. Yes, they've tried to strengthen offer letter name tenure of rights they have uh, resized the farms but we've had uh, situations where after passing a statutory instrument uh, you have uh, 
special rights being given to exploration rights like in national parks or in heritage sites kumamisha kwevan right but anyway moving on that's the second area first area that the mdc alliance wanted to focus on was the restructuring and the resizing of the government second part was the restoration of the rule of law and the respect for property rights the third one was in building strong institutions right building strong institutions that sounds exactly the same as restoration of the rule of law and respect for property rights but uh, hey that's their third point fourth point was restoring the social contract basically trust they said van trust us more than zanupf and we want to continue with that trust the other one was combating corruption and the other one that they wanted to concentrate on as an area was creating a consensus state and highly consulting state at all levels so we are talking about six areas that in their document smart pledge they thought that they were going to concentrate on more right out of those six points right uh restructuring and resizing government ed has been doing that restoration of the rule of law and respect for property rights i will give it a half a point for example the police force has got better right you actually see traffic police when my, my robots are sitting kushanda even when there's a traffic jam out so we'll give it half a point but the courts are not really as efficient as we thought malaba would get them efficient uh, property rights are still not being uh, strengthened as we thought they would get strengthened uh we still have a lot of title the title in the registry system they've gone ict but it's still not on that point right we have a lot of title deeds that don't want to disappear of registry of never deeds office right building strong institutions ah we can't give that to the zanupf because it's still the same as before they haven't really tinkered that much with their own institutions uh restoring the social contract was zanupf areas so we just say that hasn't changed uh combating corruption zanupf has actually done something about that they've been working if you were to complain about zanupf you'd say maybe it's not going as fast as you'd want it to go or maybe they're not attacking or getting rid of the people you want them to get rid of but you've actually had some people go to jail you who went to jail just because somebody is corrupt proving that they're actually corrupt and getting them convicted is a totally different case right and then the last point was creating a consensus state and highly consulting state at all levels zanupf has done that yes it's been through pollard but they've done something right and mdc actually is not been actually trying to build consensus as we speak so on the areas the six areas of the mdc alliance smart pledge that talked about again these things about maybe half of them are in the people's manifesto for 2018 right half of them are there in the 2018 people's manifesto which later on becomes vision 2030 so that's what we gotta say about that one we can move on now let's talk about uh, other issues besides the, just the general areas this then the focus of our party is applying an extraordinary session of the national people's congress in december 2013 is no longer politics 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 but politics and economics The days of politics without action are dead and gone. We will not stop other political parties to continue dancing 
in politics without bringing bread on the table of our people. We must now, more than ever before, be determined to rebuild our country through research taking and modernizing all sectors of our economy in the beautiful manner. Let's talk devolution. MDC has been complaining a lot about devolution. They think that uh, President E.G. Munangagwa has been going into parliament and creating statutory instruments so that he can strengthen his executive position as an executive uh, president, right? They've also been complaining about the way that Anamuguti uh, or provincial administrators seem to be running roughshod over other departments or uh, council when it comes to uh, provincial issues. So let's talk about devolution before we go back to this point because MDC at a local level, local government level, have been complaining a lot about this shit, right? So what is this devolution, right? What was in their smart document when it came to devolution? In their document, they were specific in saying that they wanted to preserve the independence of the country's traditional leaders, right? The history, the heritage, and so forth, right? They wanted to do e-governance, and they also wanted to make sure that everything that was in the constitution uh, for devolution would be done. That's the same thing that is in uh, President E. Dimnanga was uh, People's Manifesto. He also believed that, right, guiding principles for the 2018 People's Manifesto would also be what? A robust devolution that was happening. So far, these guys are lockstep right? Actually, let's go even further. Let's, let's look at the 2018 People's Manifesto as well, right? They had this new dispensation open for business, uh, embarking on transforming Zimbabwe to a middle-income economy by 2030. That's what they said in their people's the, the manifesto, which later on became Vision 2030, right? They wanted a conducive environment for fulfilling people's aspirations, you know, the, the, the whole yada yada, right? Uh, ensuring National Peace and Reconciliation Commission is fully capacitated to execute uh, its mandate and so forth. Uh, same thing as what uh, MDC Alliance was. The only difference with the MDC Alliance smart page is that they go a little bit more radical on some of these things that they, 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 they talk about, right? Let's look at the economic side of um, the People's Manifesto. Let's look at development. In the Economic uh, People's Manifesto, in development, they wanted 6% per annum over a period of 2018 to 2023, right? They were targeting 5 billion annual foreign direct investment inflows and 10 billion of domestic investments. So, let me just get this straight before we continue. Ian Rutaure right now, Makadas, is ED's People's Manifesto. They wanted at least a 6% per annum growth, right? That's one from 2018 to 2023. They were also targeting 5 billion annual foreign direct investment coming into the country right they also wanted internally to start producing 10 billion of domestic investments internally right besides that they were also saying that they wanted to promote equity uh, gender balance empowering youth women disabilities and so forth through sdgs 
For those who don't know what SDGs are, SDGs are just sustainable development goals. Big words, but uh, they're just goals. That's it, right? Yeah, they wanted to achieve fiscal and debt sustainability. They also wanted to increase industrial capacity utilization uh, by at least 90% 2023. They wanted to leverage the country's human and natural resource endowment. They wanted to strengthen and revitalize value chains across all sectors of the economy. They wanted to increase use of information community technologies. They also wanted to improve the health delivery system. They also wanted to deliver 1.5 million median income housing units from the period of 2018 to 2023. And they also wanted to harness environment for climate change adaptation. This is People's Manifesto, right? MDC Alliance smart pages. Exactly. Uh, the only difference with the MDC Alliance is that but before we go back to the MDC smart place let's just look at these points that they said since we are in 2021 well I can just tell you right off the bat targeting 5 billion annual FDI they've been managing to do that and it looks like it's going to increase by the time they get to 2023 right now we're in 2021 this year alone, they just got a billion dollars from uh, IMF. I think it came last week. Takapua, a million dollars. I mean, a billion dollars, sorry. A billion dollars from the IMF, right? So uh, that means short for a four billion. Uh, our, I think our, our just our remittances alone are at 2.3 or to 3.2 billion that comes in foreign, uh, foreign remittances. We can hit that. And it looks like it's going to grow. The, this is what inflows coming into the country. The 10 billion of domestic investments, I don't think we're hitting that target. Uh, we'll wait to hear from economists when we bring them on our podcast. But I don't think we've been hitting the 10 billion of the, uh, domestic investments up until now, from 2018 to 2021. It, I don't think we've hit 10 billion. It should be really less. Capacit- uh, the capacitization of the industrial sector has been very slow, right? Now, promoting equity, equality, gender balance, empowering the youth. Yes, they've been doing this, but at a small scale. It's nothing to really write on about. Uh, the command agriculture has actually been doing more in getting youths more interested in leaving urban areas and moving back to peri, to peri urban areas or into rural areas. Right? So, I, actual things that they did in certain sectors ended up promoting equity, equality, gender balance, and empowering the youths. But Takatawara with the Ministry of Culture, Youth Chichichi, Apana. Apana. Right? Achieving fiscal and debt sustainability, they've been paying off their debts. Yes, they have. They've been paying off their debts. Uh, they paid off the IMF. They actually got hated on with the but these guys have been consistently paying off their debts. And even though it's RTGS, but RTGS out, we've been having the surplus per budget, right? As I said before, industrial capacity utilization has not been reached. And I may not by 2023, but according to their document, yeah, people's manifesto where they want to get to 90% by 2023, they're not going to hit that target. They're not, right? The 6% per annum for economic growth rate, they're going to hit that. Uh, right now, I think this year we hit 6%. No, 2020 we hit 6%, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't have that information in front of me. But I think we hit 6%. If not, I'm sure this year we're going to hit 6%. Right? And this is in COVID, comrades. This is in COVID. 
right? Trukutara manifesto. Usually my documents are in nonsense, bullshit. But this time around, both these guys, MDC and ZANU-PF, so it's exciting when we talk about this because for the first time you can actually have metrics but at least something so that we can have a metric to see and measure whether or not is this actually correct right so leveraging the country's humane and natural resources endowments yeah this is this is where we can defend the president Ijim when people are saying that China, ma China, Europe, into my communal areas, Achitora, my areas, Evanu, Canada is giving people special exploration or prospecting licenses in uh, in uh, tourism sectors like in Wangi and so forth. Because he did say this 2018 that he wanted to leverage the country's human and natural resource endowments. He wanted to utilize as much as possible what Zimbabwe has. So if it's in Wange, I'm going for it. If it's in a communal area, you kuma misha, but kuma reserve. I'm moving you guys from that area and relocate somewhere else. He did say that. It is in the People's Manifesto. It's just couched under the wording leveraging the country's human and natural resource endowments. But it's very right? Strengthening and revitalizing value chains across all sectors of the economy, they've really been doing a good job about this. If there's one thing about this manifesto here, I have to give props to, to Lis Nube, right? Uh, strengthening value chains, building, you know, as much as Zimbabwe is under sanctions, we are very fast when it comes to the digital market. The minute sanctions are lifted, comrades, participate on the global scale. We are already on point when it comes to crypto. We are on point when it comes to commodity markets. And right now, internally, within our own system, we now have Zimbabwe Stock Exchange is already digital. C-Trade is another platform you can go and do that. We have CoinMidi or CoinMadi that are actually in the cryptocurrency area. And they are about to actually launch a platform where you can actually buy cryptocurrency globally. Under sanctions, comrades. Under sanctions, PayPal, you can't receive money, right? So we are there. My value chains as we speak, right? So that's been good. Increasing information community technologies, they've been doing that. My data centers have been open. I think President E. Dimnawa was open about two or three, right? So yeah, uh, improving health service delivery. Uh, with SDGs by the year 2023 and ensuring an AIDS-free society by 2030, health service delivery has improved, but I think it was mainly due to COVID. And when we say improve, I'm not thinking about delivery, I'm talking about efficiency, being productive. We are lean, we are a lean machine. Maybe not uh, invested as much in uh, equipment, but we are a lean machine. We get shit done. If there's a program that has to be launched that is health-wise, we get it done. The immunization that has been going on, the vaccination, sorry, the vaccination that has been going on with COVID proves that as a ministry, Ministry of Health gets shit done. Now, do they have state-of-the-world equipment? Are the people being paid the amount that is deserving for them? Well, no. This is where even uh, the current Minister of Health uh, Comrade Chiwenga was saying that they were going to try and improve this and tourist uh, health tourists are not allowed 
So VIPs should get uh, their healthcare done here in Zimbabwe. They've actually been building a hospital, I think, Kumanyami, where for VVIPs, so that they stop leaving the country when I'm in Malaysia. I don't know, but yes, the healthcare system did improve. But I think, from our own personal view, it improved on the fact that efficiency-wise, yeah, we very efficient. But my salary, my doctor state-of-the-art equipment, just basic uh, equipment uh, for use, ah, it was like So yeah, this is 2018 People's Manifesto. They've been delivering on a lot of these things. Delivering 1.5 million medium income housing units over the period of 2018 to 2023, that's not going to happen. They are going to reach some units. There's a lot of uh, housing that's been going on. Garwe, we gotta give him props. Right? But, we'll take that back. There have been a lot of areas that they've been trying to service. There's also Kanyemba. That's another area as well. Kuchivu, that's another area we know. Beatrice, that's another area we know. There's also Caledonia. And Gainema problems. So yeah, the Minister of Social Housing, Yurguedza, at but 1.5 million at this year, 2023. Maybe 800,000, 900,000, maybe, maybe 900,000. So, yeah, this is where we're looking at how this People's Manifesto was. So, these things that we just discussed right now are People's Manifesto, but they're there as well in the Smart Pledge. The only difference in Smart Pledge is that its wording is more radical, as in, it's more uh, young fresh but it's got the exact same thing so for example people's manifesto is only 26 pages right but the smart pledge is 106 pages kudangora is a different these things these two documents are exactly the same but right which is why when we started this we were talking about devolution because devolution is where you see these guys are the same we told you what ZANU-PF, well, you can see what ZANU-PF has been doing with devolution ever since 2018 up until now, 2021, or whatever. What is it the MDC was saying? Well, the MDC, in their own smart place, were saying this exact same thing. The sacrosanctity of maintaining Zimbabwe as a unitary state, the election of provincial governors to head provincial governments as provided in the constitution, mandatory allocation of equitable resources through the national budget, legislative powers, for provincial councils on legislative development and local issues. That's an Mguti. So I tell us Mguti is there, Zirimo Futimu MDC Alliance Smart Place, where they want provincial administrators having power. They want the apportionment to provincial councils and local communities of wealth and income generated from provincial territories. Power which should be local. So the, the things that people are criticizing our current provincial administrator is there in their own document. The renaming of the country's provinces, that one is not in the People's Manifesto. Renaming the country's provinces on geographical location is opposed to tribal or ethnic location. They didn't want an national and material. You are in People's Manifesto. And of course, the possibility of relocating the country's administrative capital to Gweru. So if you're really looking at it, out of the smart pledge when it comes to devolution, what will run an PF? People's Manifesto. What will see two things, Chet? Two. Two things. One, the country's provinces should be named on a geographical location as opposed to tribal or ethnic location. And two, the possibility of relocating the country's administrative capital should move to Gweru. 
and should not be in Harare. That's it. So, on the transformation markers, what are we building? Number one, we are going to immediately institute in our first six months the national vision process led by the churches, led by the community leaders, led by the civic society. And of course, government also playing a pivotal role. So that we have a nation built on a vision. What do we want to see in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 50 years? What kind of Zimbabwe do we want to see in 2060 when we are long gone as a people? What do we want to see as a country? Right now, we do not have that. We need a combined, all-inclusive national vision, which is accepted by all stakeholders. That's transformation marker number one. Number two, we also want to build a nation so that we move away from just being a great country to being a great nation. And people who have got a great warriors team, not warriors who are victims all the time. We want to build a great nation with great national teams from soccer, cricket, hockey, all over. We want to build that great nation. So, let's go back to the five anchors of the smart pledge on the economy. Andy. Now, Economy was a big thing for the smart place. And what they said was they wanted macroeconomic stability, sound governance of the economy, industrialization, productivity, savings, and foreign direct investment. These sound like big words, but how did they think they were going to achieve this? They thought that they would achieve this through agro-industrial transformations. They didn't want to concentrate on agriculture. They wanted to concentrate on the industrial sector. They wanted to take it back to Rhodesian time, whereby uh, we had an agro-based industrial sector. So basically, they just wanted to take it back to the Rhodesian side and strengthen it from there with digitalized uh, information communication technologies. That's what they wanted to do. And they said mining and beneficiation. Listen to this, comrade. The same things they criticize Jim Nangago about when they talk about beneficiation, Anna Vince Musewe and so forth, the economist and MDC, they have it in their document too. They are saying we also want to do mining and beneficiation as well. Right? So is we are no longer exporting chrome as a raw material. refine it They have it in their document in MDC Alliance where they want the exact same thing too. But they criticize. That's why comrades, it's always important to be wearing my documents. I know these documents are boring. They're dense. The MDC smart pledge is 106 pages. So 20 years, 139 in 25 pages. Right? But I get it. Of course, beneficiation is another example where they criticize, but they have it in their documentation. Gross capital formation, again. Both parties have this in their manifestos. Fiscal consolidation through inter alia pursuit of primary balance and restoration of balanced budgeting. Tulisi Nube has been doing this. It's in uh, People's Manifesto 2018. It's also in their smart place. They want a balanced budget. Zimbabwe has been running a surplus for the past two years. Right? Okay, you can argue whether or not it's a surplus of US dollars or RITGs, but the point is, but surplus. Right, rationalization of expenditure and improving the expenditure mix. Tulisi Ngube has been doing that. 
building capacity on revenue management and strengthening public finance, Mutulisi Ngubi has been doing that. Again, we are not a big fan of Mutulisi Ngubi. Right? Dear He's been doing it, taking measures to reduce debt and improving debt management to reduce risk of inflationary pressures, crowding out of private sector activity, and exacerbation of liquidity shortages. Mutulisin Gube has been doing this. IMF has actually commented that he brought inflation down from uh, three-digit figures, kuna na hundred and something percent, to right now it's a two digits. We are talking about sixty-six percent right now at the publishing of this podcast today on a Sunday. August 2021, right? Expediting state-owned enterprise reform. That one, to listen to is behind. Yo, yeah, you go to time. Certain enterprises have been reformed. Rationalization of public service and elimination of ghost workers to reduce employment costs to 30% of total expenditure. He has been doing that. Waka owns a biometric, waka is a kukata off, but yo, yo, futi, kuma ghost workers, inenge yaka tsikwatsiku. Right? So, a long work way still needs to go. The digitization is the one that I think progress was made. He tried as well to um, retire people that had been in the civil service for too long. So, we have to also give him credit for that. So, but that again is also found in the 2018 People's Manifesto as well as Uzatrukutara right now is in Smart Place. Expansion of the revenue brace through an increased productivity and expansion of the economy. Yeah, Tulisin Dube really didn't, uh, he's been struggling with that, but it's here. It's in Vision 2030, it's in People's Manifesto, it's also in the smart place. Immediate resolution of the cash crisis by addressing confidence issues, scrapping the bond note, strengthening the multiple currency regime. This is where they veer off with ZANUPF. ZANUPF wants the currency back, and in their manifesto, they are saying to put my currency back. In the smart pledge, Varkuti ATD, short term, scrap it, multi currency system, long term, join the rand. Basically, smart pledge was we are joining the South African regional rand. We want to go rand. That was their long term goal. It is long term goal. Please note, was joining the rand. Long term. Passing an exit plan. Nowhere in this smart page document that we've read. But 106 pages are exit plan where we end up having our own currency. Right? Export promotion, narrowing the current account and rationalizing the capital account. Utilizing Lube has done that. Accelerating the ease of doing business. Do open for business here, ED. In the smart page, it's called ease of doing business. But in uh, ED's uh, 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 2018 People's Manifesto, it was called New Dispensation Open for Business. It means the same thing. Reforms, promotion of policy coherence and consistency. That's pretty much what it is. Commencement of the agent debt resolution and re-engagement process. Rapprochement. ED had the exact same thing. They're open for business. So, this is what it is. So far, these two documents appear to be exactly the same. 
wedding jet. We believe that the main cause of the cash crisis is confidence. And we believe that once a government which is trusted by the people, led by honorable advocate Chamisa, is elected and is in office on the 1st of August 2018, 50% of the problems would have gone because people trust us. People trust honorable advocate Chamisa. People trust that team. And you know what this team did during the instance of the government of national unions. Number two, we intend, and we have heard President Chamisa say this over and over again, we will immediately, in fact, by, by implementation plan, language was swaying to achieve justice. The first thing you will sign is an ordinance scraping uh, the bond laws. Number three. <laughs> number three, we will strengthen the regime of multiple currencies. Chachosa, US dollar, Chachosa, rand. Number four, we will ring fence US dollar balances in banks. We will value because RTGS. So to prevent that loss, we intend to ring fence uh, 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 the, the US dollar balances. These documents are the same government. I don't want us to go too deep into them. We really suggest you take both documents, download them, keep them on your laptop, right? Again, the easier way these days to read these documents is right? Just get Siri or whatever app you have that can read the document out to you. Half of the information you, you will get, right? Download the People's Manifesto. Download the smart pledge, right? People's manifesto not gonna be paid in 30 minutes, but smart But both the documents are pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing, right? So it's not surprising that you don't see MDC criticizing the government too much on the policies that they are enacting because it's found in their own documents as well. So we are looking at, for example, infrastructure. Everything that ED Mnangagwa has been doing from 2018 is there in the smart place. We're talking about uh, MDC Alliance also wanted to prioritize the construction of key infrastructure areas such as roads, airports, energy, ICT, railway, housing, rural development. They all wanted to do that. Restoration of the land market long leases to beneficiaries of the land reform program, establishment of security tenure, massive investment in irrigation to make agriculture a 365-day business. This is from the smart place that I'm reading about. It sounds as if but it's smart place, right? But this same wording is found in the People's Manifesto, right? Setting up of the special agro-processing zones, special economic zones from the ZANU-PF side. That's what it's called special economic zones uh both of them were going google gaga crazy over victoria falls setting up in a forex system in coco done right enhanced research training and extension services is there regaining lost international markets including the eu leveraging and specializing in horticulture livestock meats legumes oil seeds tree crops grains cotton tobacco Tunisi Gube has been doing throughout COVID. He's just been doing in, uh, 
webinar, nema visual, online meetings, nema chats, nema business organizations and government officials from the EU. EU, regain North International Market. Again, documentation based in the 2018 People's Manifesto. Right? Let's go on. SME development, offering tax incentive to business firms, outsourcing or subcontracting SMEs to the government, providing credit to SMEs, encouraging smart partnerships. ZANU-PF has been doing that. ZANU-PF has that in their own document. So, what does this just say, comrades? Let's get to what all this just entails. What we are pretty much saying here is that these two documents, Smart Pledge, and the 2018 People's Manifestos, which then morphed into Vision 2030 that we're currently in, are exactly the same. Apana Chakasiyan. Tonganyika on a popularity contest. Their documents are the same. They, they change on how they want to implement it. For example, uh, administratively, MDC wants to move the capital to where right whilst uh, uh, zanu pf wants to stay in harare or and move the legislative body to mount Hapte. but you can't say somebody copied and pasted from another there's no evidence to show that because they both launched these two documents at the same time if it was something that they were thinking of copying and pasting each other they would have said it during the election but they did it meaning that they were both on the same these guys think the same Implementation do open a problem. How the things actually get implemented do open a problem. But they think the same. Stabilization program during the elections, Tendai Biti kept talking about a stabilization program, but he turned it Zimbabwe emergency uh, something ERP resuscitation program. So it was Zimbabwe emergency resuscitation program or some shit like that. But it was exactly the same as the. A transitional stability stabilization program that Mutulisingube came up with. And they both have stabilization in their wedding. Meaning, what does this mean for me? It means how Zimbabwe gets out of its mess. We all have a solution. Whether you are opposition or you are the current uh, government, we all know what we need to do to get Zimbabwe out of the ditch. So this is a clash of personality and ideology. It's got nothing to do with what needs to be done. So if there's one thing they should agree on is just strengthening the institutions because otherwise when our copy and paste there is no copy and paste. Therefore it means President E. Dimnagawa has been actually doing a good job because you can actually check his progress. He's not going to get A's everything he's done, but he's been doing a lot of good work. Some of the stuff that he said he was gonna do, he's not gonna reach those targets before twenty. Uh, 2023 right but see the way that the opposition is criticizing zanu pf they never criticize zanu pf on the policy never even when they have people that are policy think tanks they are not criticizing zanu pf on policy why why are they not criticizing zanu pf on policy because the policies are the exact same policies as their own document and zanu pf is actually doing the work so what do they do they switch it human rights chi 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 and all that come on man this is why they are losing their parliamentary seats you can't consistently win on a popularity contest having a personality count as a leader and thinking that translates to policy on the ground it doesn't work 
wakaenda kunembudzia gogo kuna wachika jena who is consistently strengthening in on Kotko's ass because he comes from a cotton area do you think somebody will come and then uh, remove him from his seat no he won't BT as much as he is like the Narari, it's only a matter of time before he loses. It's only that he's given the respect to his uh, strategies. But if it wasn't for the fact that he actually works hard in parliament, he wouldn't have that seat. MDC needs to change. They have good policies, but they don't talk about their policies. They instead talk about ZANU-PF must go. They haven't learned from saying Mugabe must go. Now it's ED must go. Kadas, let's see what it does. But what we like about it is that they are showing that the copy and paste and the mentality. Let's do the review. Right? We need a strong opposition. MDC has already shown that they can be a strong opposi- opposition. But they are concentrating on the wrong things. Right? Which ends up making them quick to leave the country and go to Westerners for help. They think their policies fail because they need outside help, but they have enough power amongst themselves to actually get change. They've been controlling urban areas for how long, even though urban areas. Right? And they blame it to the government. That means they have the power to control certain areas of Zimbabwe if they concentrate on policy, which they don't. Also, Popota when ZANU-PF concentrates on policy. ZANU-PF can't, can't win a popularity contest. They know that. So they actually have to make gains incremental which is what they've been doing again download both these documents read them for yourselves and is again we know it's long but this is what you wanted to do copy and paste you tell us after you read it was it a copy and paste situation did ed copy and paste this uh, policy of his or from my 2018 people's manifesto this has been another podcast coming live and direct from Arara, Zimbabwe. This has been Come Super Cabral. Roger out.